honestly, though, you have played the game for a long time. Don't you have anything else to do with your time? Gaming Blues Podcast. Alright, welcome to the pilot episode of an unnamed podcast, which I would like to formally call the revival of the Runback Radio, which nobody knows what it is. Shoutouts to the unknown of the interwebs. So here is the first episode, or pilot episode, of the unnamed podcast of an unnamed YouTube channel by unnamed people. But we can guarantee the second episode will probably be named. Yep. Hopefully by the time I got everything set up so people can actually follow us on our RSS feeds. But who are we? Who are we? I am the video editor of the wonderful, the dashing, Darren McPhail of Gaming Pilgrimage. How are you, Darren? I am Darren, and I am good. It's good to be talking on the internet once again. It's been far too long since I've done it here. On the interwebs. <laughs> I'm just keeping it vague. I have no idea. About where? Um, it yeah, could so, be anywhere. So Darren owns the and operates the YouTube channel Gaming Pilgrimage, and I used to work as his, let's say, temporary video editor. Making freelance. His, freelance editor. Did I get paid for that? Actually, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Darren pays very well, so... <laughs> I'm so um, generous. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah, am I allowed to swear? You know what? I'll bleep. You know it's what? all this about a, your format. This is a mature podcast. It's 9 p.m. It's a late night podcast. We can swear all we want. Yeah, this is live. 9 p.m. Join in. <laughs> this is April 3rd. Anyway, so we used you to do a podcast... You don't date it. You yeah. don't date it. Oh, I know. It's not going to edit it out anyway. Um, so, <laughs> so I used to actually host a podcast, as I mentioned before, called Run Back Radio, where I used to have the one other friend, um, aside from Darren, and we used to talk about video games. But that was when I was a student. And, you know, being a student means we barely get to any time to actually do side projects like this. But since Darren and I are both in the adult world now, we actually have time to do stuff like this. So yeah, I'm bringing it back. Yeah, it was it was I I mean it it was a good thing to do the gaming pilgrimage when I did, but here we are now with a bit more experience, a bit more knowledge, and I think in a way more insightful and better people. Yep, we're older now. We're more mature now, kind of. And kind of. we have better opinions about things now. So yeah. I think that gives us better better opinions about things. Maybe more credibility. More credibility, yeah. more assurance that the counsel of Darren and Andy, their opinions are absolute and always correct. And according to the comments on YouTube videos, we have great chemistry together. And That's some people true. thought we were married. Or a couple Awkward. of other sorts. Yep. Flattering. We're Flattering. not, very. But good friends. And we have clashing opinions, which makes us very funny. Incredibly dynamic. Guaranteed. And, yeah. All right, let's start things off with a game which Darren just beat recently from Software's um, the newest AAA title, Sekiro Shadow Dies, Shadow Dies Twice. Shadows so, die twice. So Darren, you just beat the game. Can you give us like a, um, like a short review on what your thoughts on the game? So, you may have heard on the internet somewhere else that Sekiro is difficult. And that would be correct. How difficult? <clears throat> this is, without a doubt, one of the most difficult games I've ever played. Oh, really? I think 
in that's coming all, from you yeah i've i as for a little bit of background for me and my experience with from software titles i've beaten every not necessarily every game they've ever released because that goes back to like kingsfield and armored core but i have played all of the soulsborne games so i've beaten demon souls dark souls dark souls 2 dark souls 3 i even beat lords of the fallen Shoutouts to Namco Bandai trying to copy the formula. I've beaten Bloodborne, and now I have finally finished Sekiro. So I feel pretty confident when I say I generally feel I'm pretty capable in their games. And Sekiro mm-hmm. definitely threw me for a loop. I would almost say... So it, ha- yeah. I was just going to say, it reminds me a bit more of Metal Gear Rising Revengeance than necessarily like Dark Souls. In what ways? Parrying is everything. I I mean, Metal Gear Revengeance, I actually play that game, <clears throat> surprisingly. Um, it's more like you just go ham and hack and slash. But and you like also need to, the like, flash. there's boss fights that require you to parry, like, eight hits in a row. Like, you it's need like to this, be... Yeah. The, the timing in a game like Revengeance is way more forgiving, but in Sekiro, you need to be on point. You need to be looking for opportunities to parry. You need to be almost... The game demands more of you than like a Dark Souls, and it demands that like you. Do you play think it that challenge that? Do you think that challenge that actually makes the game better, or do you think it's too frustrating? Uh it depends. In a way, you know, in like a Japanese design philosophy is looking at a mountain, and the more difficult it is to climb, the more rewarding the view. That's how they design a lot of RPGs. I can I get that because when you beat a boss you just died like 30 times on you feel really cool. But I think more so for Sekiro's benefit it gets a lot of I guess you get a lot of satisfaction out of it because the fights look really cool when you're doing it correctly. So when you're finally mm-hmm. nailing all those parry timings, you're dodging, you're doing the proper counters to the different like kanji signs you see up when enemies do unblockable moves, you're doing the proper counters. It just flows together in a way that's very character action, but at the same time, it has that Soulsborne style of high high risk, high reward gameplay of you mess up, you lose a lot of health. But if you succeed, you can take away a lot of health from enemies. So the battles are super quick when done right, and a slog when you're not doing them correctly. Mm-hmm. Now here's a question for you. Um as demonstrated in our Fire Emblem playthrough, which you should check out. <laughs> Shoutouts to <laughs> that. Um, Darren, you, I, will, I will admit and be humble at the same time that you're actually better than me at video games. And sure, I'll I take would, it. I'll take it. You bitch. I would like to see myself as kind of a lacking in those, like, you know, kind of a, like a games that actually requires you to actually think and analyze the situation. Um... Do you think the game actually requires a lower difficulty for people like me to actually enjoy the game? Or would I just, should I just challenge myself to actually keep going and try to see what the developers wanted me to experience in the first place? I think in terms of Sekiro, it is, it's, it, a lot of it is adjustment. And I think everyone who plays it, if you watch any streamers playing it, other YouTubers, you're going to see a transition where they go from dying frequently not being not recognizing signs when enemies are doing certain moves or when they should follow up and counter 
And I honestly think mm-hmm. the hardest part of the game is just learning how the game wants you to play. And I think a lot of people are kind of have a misconception about what they should be doing. And they have a misconception of, of what things they should do. So, for example, a great example of this is the Great Ape boss fight, which is sort of a meme now. Like, you'll see a lot of clips of people doing the boss fight. It's a crazy boss fight. But because it's this giant enemy, you immediately assume you have to dodge its attacks, mm-hmm. which you can do. But you should also recognize that up to this point, you've been able to parry pretty much everything unless a red kanji sign, a red kanji symbol uh, flashes right before the hit. Mm-hmm. So when you're fighting the ape, it just swings its arms wildly. And initially you panic and try to dodge it, but you might dodge incorrectly and you have to worry about dodge timings and like invincibility windows. But if you just parry those hits like you do for every other enemy in the game, you can parry them and take no damage. So I think a huge part of how the game's meant to work is just simply playing it the way the developers intend you to play, which is just recognizing the signs of when to parry, when to jump, and then when to do the Mariki counter, which is when you dash towards an enemy when they go to stab you. So if you can sort of keep this rock, paper, scissors mentality, I think you can be really successful. But I think it's just it just takes an adjustment period to understand what the game wants of you. And if you're someone who does not like it when you fight a boss and they kill you in a single hit, this might not be the game for you. And here's where we break it down. Because I understand like games can be difficult. And obviously as a consumer, you have a choice of, you know what, if the game is too hard, then I might not buy it. But let's look at this from like a game journalist from a point of view where it's their jobs to review games. And those reviews uh, reflect on the consumer's perspective on if they want to play the game or not. Now, if the reviewers, I know they have like a set amount of time before they need to like... Yeah, you know, they definitely hand, have deadlines. Hand in their reviews, which can result in they don't have enough time to actually, you know, learn how to play the game properly in order to like experience the game fully to give a proper review. Um, do you think in in that situation, do you think having like a, um, let's say, an easier difficulty or some kind of assistance uh, would be beneficial? Or would that kind of skew how people someone can view the game because of that uh, easier difficulty? Or I, let's say accessibility is the word that's thrown around right now. I think there... To sort of break this down in a way, I think there's a big argument between difficulty versus accessibility. Because mm-hmm, the way I think it should be defined is that accessibility means if you have some sort of impairment that prevents you from playing the game as intended. Not necessarily mm-hmm. that you're not good enough. Like it, like a, I'm talking about like a physical or like a mental capacity. Like you have you have a medical condition. Like I, if you if like for example, if Sekiro does not have colorblind options. That is a problem because I don't have that issue. I don't know if like I, I like if you if you had colorblind issues and you couldn't recognize the color red, you might have a problem mm-hmm. when trying to like do some of the counters. So I think the game every game, to, I, I think it should be an industry standard to have accessibility options for colorblind control remapping, and maybe in some instances like like assist buttons that can help you mm-hmm. with like certain functions. But I think that's a different argument than having the difficulty lowered. And at the end of the day, yeah. I think 
I read, a, a, I think, it, I, don't, I don't know if it was a From Software interview, but I believe it was a Japanese developer who talked about sort of this, this Japanese mentality of they know what's best for the consumer. They know the experience they want you to have. And mm-hmm. it's like that way across all their cultures. So if you go to a restaurant and you want to customize a meal, they might tell you, no, we're preparing your meal this way because this is the way we want you to enjoy it and what we think is best and we want like you go to, to some really expensive it. sushi restaurant and they literally say no don't eat it this way this is the way i intended to be yeah so i think in a way sekiro might make you have a new appreciation for those types of games if you play it and follow along with it but if you're like for the case of a journalist if you just want to be easier to play it through a mandate i don't think it necessarily needs to be there and mm. from what we saw in actuality, most mainstream reviewers were able to play a lot of it and, and scored it really highly. I think it's like this used not um, this wasn't a problem like even couple like couple of years ago, but I don't know why it's happening now. Well, in Sekiro's case, you literally die like throughout the entire game. You can die in like two or three hits. I mean, I agree that it might be a special case for Sekiro. But you know the infamous um, Cuphead instance, right? Yeah. Like one of the journalists couldn't get past like the tutorial stage or something. Like that that's literally a meme now. So like our... I want to say like the game reviewers and journalists back in the day. And I want to say back in the day, it's like back in like, you know, the PS3 first came out. And like IGN wasn't shit. Oh my god, I, I should edit that out. <laughs> You'll make um, no enemies on the internet saying that. Hell yeah. But I used, I used to believe that those reviewers back in the day, they actually knew what they were talking about. But like recent age, we got things, reviews like people, well, I'm going to point and call this out. Um, the Pokemon Sapphire, Alpha Sapphire review got a little like ding because apparently there was too much water. Which is the hilarious summarization of IGN's points and a larger problem with their review thing. But actually looking at Metacritic right now, there's only one actual negative review of all the critical reviews. No. <laughs> it is it? from Slant Magazine that gave the game a 40%. A 40 oh out of 100. my. What a... The other so lowest score... a bad game. The other lowest score is 80. So um, I think yeah. this is a clear sign that this isn't really a problem for most critics. I think it's just particularly a couple few. And I think, I feel that. I feel for people who aren't able to, like I would say right now, Sekiro is my front runner for game of the year and it's easily going to be in my favorite games of all time. Like I'm already going through New Game Plus. I want more. And I, and I want DLC like already. And I just finished really? it literally last night. Did you get all the end? Uh, no. I have to do multiple playthroughs. Unless I use a save <laughs> editor to uh access those critical points but uh actually yeah i want to do like a spoiler cast because i there's one thing you need to know viewers that i don't really care about spoilers <laughs> about like a video game i if if i want to know what happens i just like watch a streamer play it like for devil may cry i literally saw maximilian play from start to finish and that was still an enjoyable experience for me because um, I only got interested in Sekiro by watching streamers play it and go, oh, this like looks something I would like I, I would enjoy. So I just stopped watching. And then when I got I caught up to their progress, I'd watch. 
that giant ape fight that Darren explained a couple of minutes ago, that was one of the most interesting uh, boss fights I've ever seen for a video game in like a long time. And like there's a the, couple like, fights that pull that. that. They pulled yeah. tricks like that. Like I, we saw like various bosses from like Bloodborne, like other Soul series, but something about Sekiro is kind. Of, it has this like own feel to it, you know. Like it the boss fights. It, it, yeah, they have their very own distinct rhythm, and honestly, mm. it just comes down to learning the fights. Like you're learning a Devil May Cry boss fight. Like you're learning a Bayonetta boss fight. It honestly just comes down to being closer to character action than anything they've ever done before. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's going to be for everybody. So I think the topic of difficulty is really just subjective. I don't think it's from software being a masochist and and they're trying to like say like you need difficulty, you're going to die. Like it's not all <laughs> about just trying to show how much of a macho gamer dude you are. It's more mm-hmm. so about can you if you beat like what how do you feel when you beat when you exceed those challenges? And if you if that's not for you, then it's not for you. Cuz the biggest thing I'll say about games is that you don't have a right to play every game. You don't have a right to enjoy every game, you know? Like, you don't go into every movie thinking it's going to be your favorite movie of all time. Mm-hmm. You don't watch every anime expecting it to be the best. You'll bellyache when you don't like it, but that's just human nature. So I, no, I, no, I, you I, gotta, cr- you got to cry about it and demand that it's the best if somebody points out that it's bad. <laughs> Did you see that uh, that tweet and fi- a story in five tweets of the guy going, "Yo, just got Sekiro, first from software game, gonna crush it," and then like each tweet is like a descent into him eventually going, "I'm returning it. This game's not for me." Dude, that's like one of many. There's so many of those going around. Right yeah, now. they're they're great. great. I love them. Oh my god! Like even like like <clears throat> I said, even as someone who's played and 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 played each Souls game multiple times. This game crushed me. Mm-hmm. There was definitely a, a huge learning curve. That final boss fight alone probably took me about an hour and a half to beat. Really? And that's honestly just learning the fight. And was I frustrated when I had him down to like a sliver of health and then he got, he, I, I misread a, an attack pattern and I got hit and died? Of course it pissed me off, but... The game has mechanics around that. You have the whole resurrection feature, which gives you another shot. Like, you have... It's not just, oh, you're getting one shot, because you have other opportunities to learn. And there's no crazy runs to bosses. Mm-hmm. So there, there's honestly nothing really stopping you from learning the game except you. So literally, just get I kind good. Of th- yeah. I kind of thought it was ironic, because, you know, Extra Lives is one of the most, you know, simplest ways to make a game easier. Or like kind of, you know, give the a player another chance. Like by that point, I guess let's use Lady Butterfly, for example. Don't you get at least like one to two like extra res- resurrections? I think you're guaranteed one as long as you get the first death blow on her, which is when you do mm-hmm. phase one. Yeah. And then because she has ads in her fight, you can kill them and get more uh, resurrection opportunities from that. Like the game is providing you with those... You know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say handicaps because I don't think that's the correct word. But like, it's giving you mechanics which you can actually, you know, find ways to actually study their moves. Yeah, and actually use the resurrection to your advantage. Definitely, like, and, literally giving you a a do over. But people still, well, I and guess you can even get a consumable yeah. item that just gives you a full resurrection. 
I heard I heard on people on Twitter say like, if um though I think they were called like the the what kind of beads devil beads or soul beads I guess the prayer beads oh prayer beads yeah yeah very <laughs> like apparently if you're using die you're actually playing on easy mode because <laughs> like all the like the from software like hardcore people are like oh yeah you should play without even like using those beads once I've seen some like speedrunners and all sorts of people doing crazy runs where they don't upgrade their damage at all which makes the mm-hmm. fights take way longer mm-hmm. i've seen fextra life the uh, wiki site they did a playthrough where they only did uh deflect attacks so they never oh, did normal attacks so like, i think like yeah and and it works they can still play the game like it like it still functions so there's there's a ton of variability and there's also a crap ton of consumable items you can use that either distract the enemy or that give you buffs that I didn't really use, but I bet you if I did use them, I would have had an easier time. Like, there's mm-hmm. items that buff your attack power. There's items that literally you just throw dirt in people's faces, and it, like, distracts them for a moment. There's shinobi tools that you can use that you get throughout the entire game, like the firecrackers. I always use those in fights to give myself a chance to heal. There's, like, so many tools the game gives you, and that you can find really clever ways. Like, there's so many other tools in the game I haven't even like fully understood yet that I think if I did would give me a way easier time. And also, I think most fights yeah. can be skipped. You what? Most fights can be skipped. There's a couple uh, mandatory fights that will give like a fog of war that like prevent you from going further. Mm-hmm. But most fights, like most mini bosses, you can totally run past. I heard that. Oh, also the the thing about Sekiro is like, I heard the order of the bosses is not linear. It's like depends on how like which one you actually go to first, right? Uh, yeah. There's just there's like up to a point. There's like a couple mm-hmm. mandatory fights in the beginning, but uh, it really opens up. Maybe that's why because like. It's the same case with Dark Souls. When Dark Souls first came out, you had like mm-hmm. three or four paths you could follow, and they all led to drastically different difficulties. But I don't remember people complaining as much. I mean, they did. I mean, not to this point, I don't think. Like, not to demanding this point. an easy yeah. mode, though. I mean, I, or, I remember yeah. people bellyaching about it. I remember there was the people who were beating on their chest, talking about how cool they were because they could beat Dark Souls. And there's people like the who are complaining. Software, like, like the From Software fanboys? Even just less so than that. Just people just going, yo, I beat this hard game. Mm-hmm. You couldn't beat it. Get good. And that's where it all started, right? And people get so triggered when people just tell them to get good at the game. Yeah. I mean, if, if anything, playing fighting games has broken me on that mentality. Oh, boy. Because <laughs> playing fighting games, you don't have a choice. It's either you quit or you get good. Like, shut up. You can bellyache are you, or you can just go win. Are you complaining on Twitter that your character is like sucks and like the, all the OP characters need a nerf? It's like the usual routine, isn't it? It is. It's a song and dance. I'm guilty of it from time to time. But for oh, you, you sure for Smash. Are. What? We don't talk about Smash on this podcast. Not here. <laughs> Um, you know what? To just wrap up this, I think, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna give the ben, like devil's advocate in a way. Like the guy, 
who you know the guy from Forbes who wrote the article, mm-hmm. um, who pointed out that Sekiro should be more accommodating for like more variety of players. He has a point, but at the same time, I think if this was from Software's like very first game, I think that would have made like I would have agreed more. But since this is like their what one two uh, fourth like fifth like, fifth like Souls game. I think at this point in time that people kind of expect this kind of game from from software. It's fair to say. Yeah. Like I so, said, I think there's a big difference yeah. between difficulty and accessibility. So mm-hmm. I would I I'd always prefer that anyone could play this game. Like if you had like a condition like maybe you only had one hand, can this game be played on one hand? And the answer is yes. I think it's yes, but I I would want there to be means for people to do so i heard on twitter that a paralegic player i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right actually beat the game too well there you go if you are one of those people saying you need an easy mode and someone with a physical condition was able to beat it shut up and get as good as them or go buy like an xbox those like xbox special controllers maybe or get cheat engine oh well Like, no, like just cheat if you're that bad. It's a single player game, so who cares? People also talked about like the lack of online play is kind of adding to the difficulty a bit. Oh, 100%. Like in in Dark Souls, if you summon people to help you fight bosses, it definitely destroys the difficulty. But I heard the greatest comeback to that is someone saying like, "Oh, if you played the Souls game like in the previous like iterations and you're complaining about Sekiro not having online, that means you did you let the all the online like um, the spirits do the work for you, and that's why you're sucking at Sekiro. I mean, I like, that's Oof. totally a thing. Or like you could also summon NPCs in Dark Souls, even in offline. My God! So there's always there's always an out. So if how do you, how good do you think, or how long will I last in Bloodborne? Do you think? It's a very different beast. I mean, Bloodborne. I still haven't played the game. Blood. The most difficult thing about Bloodborne is its frame rate. Oh god, that's the most difficult part of the game. Still no sixty FPS. Nope. Designed around thirty. We're locked in. Or I, I don't know. Like since you played all of them and I haven't played any of them, like what what should I play just to ex- experience the From Software like experience? Honestly, just play Sekiro. Because if you play Dark Souls now and try to go mm. to Sekiro, you're going to get smacked around like I did. So let's dive into the deepest pool possible. It's it's not as... It might not necessarily be. Mm. I, I think it's literally just a matter of learning the game. It's just a okay. matter of learning the game and discovering <laughs> the tricks. It's like when... It, I think the closest equivalency is like Ninja Gaiden Black. Oh my god, that but, game is so hard. Like when that came out, Everyone was freaking out about how hard that was, dude. Like, oh, and I, I would honestly, ar- so I would argue, Sekiro's easier than that game, dude. That game was like hard for all the wrong reasons. I think. Yeah, I think Sekiro is like still, it's still, it, it's trending that line, and sometimes it feels like it's becoming unfair. But oh, always, I think you have all the tools to succeed. Because I think also like games back in the day, their idea of like harder difficulty was that you know just enemies did more damage to you like that was like the main uh, game design 
way to make a game difficult or just spawn more enemies or higher HP, don't you think? Yeah, generally. Like, I, I think Sekiro has been designed around its difficulty. Like, the whole game is based around what it is. And to add an easy mode, when they would need to change everything. Yeah. Because it's not just the damage you take. If they tweak the numbers, you're still going to die just as hard. Just, it just, it'll just take, take a bit longer for you to die. It, honestly, I don't even think it'll be that much longer. I think it'll just... Like, if you can't parry and you're doing... And you get... Say you get all the way to, like, some of the mid-tier bosses that have, like, a bunch of uh, follow-up attacks. If you mm-hmm. can't parry those, you're just going to die. It doesn't matter how much health you have. You're going to die. What if they took out those, like, um, the the moves when the kanji symbol show up? I think those are supposed to be unblockable they are unblockable some of them can be parried but most of the time you either need to jump over them or you need to move out of the way or do the proper counter well how easier do you think the game would be if they took out that portion that mechanic of the game for like the quote-unquote easy mode and just made it so blocking worked yeah It would definitely it would be a different that would game. Cripple the game, I think. Yeah, it, it would be a different game. You you wouldn't be playing the same game. It would it would t- totally take away from everything they're going for. Because that's like literally taking fifty percent of the pattern recognition away from you. Yeah, because you just hold L, you just hold L one for every fight, and you don't worry about anything else. Mm-hmm. So oh boy. the ultimate answer is just get good. Like we're we're not being mean about that, but. Like, like straight up, the game, the game might as well have a like a pop up message that says "Get good, please." Oh my god, did, did you see the mods for the death screen for security? Oh yeah, <laughs> they're great. <laughs> the actually one that says "Get good," <laughs> and the way the death screen happens, it just pops on screen, just going like "Death." Right? Get, Where in this game, it'd just be "Get good." Oh my god, that, that's honestly at, all at least it's like it. it's a Japanese kanji, so it doesn't feel as like yeah um, hurtful as like Souls games. Like, oh, you died. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's end this segment with Darren's tier list of from software games. Here we go. Honestly, How many are there anyway. Uh, well, there's a lot. If we're limiting it to just Soulsborne style, that reduces uh, the number to like four. Plus Neo, if you can. Well, Neo is different. <laughs> Neo's like a different beast okay, entirely. Fine. So I would say right now, um, just because yeah. of freshness, yeah. Sekiro's number one. Fresh, like it's just fresh on the mind. I I still want. I, I still can't stop thinking about it and how much I want to play it, which is crazy. Um, so I'd say it's number one right now. Uh, Are you sure it's not the honey honeymoon phase? It might be, but honestly, it's such a different experience, and I actually really like the lore and story. Like I don't mm-hmm. always like the lore for every Soulsborne game, but in Sekiro, I actually like how there's a beginning to start proper narrative with actual cutscenes that have people explaining the story, so you don't have to rely on reading item descriptions. Mm-hmm. I like cool. the Japanese voice acting. I like the music. I like the endings. All the endings are quite different, so that's really refreshing. And it's just so goddamn fun. So it's number one. Number two. Number two... Yeah. Honestly, I think it has to be Dark Souls just for the wow factor. The original. Yeah, the original. Alright, yeah, the Dark Souls, sorry. I keep thinking like, oh, there's Dark Souls 1. Like, it's the original Dark Souls, but no, there's Demon Souls. Yeah, there's Demon Souls. Possessive. 
Um, the Dark Souls just classic. It 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 shapes so many of my uh, like what I appreciate about modern games, and it it was like one of those titles where me and all my friends at university, except for you, oddly enough, because you never we played it. We were friends. <laughs> maybe not when it came out, but I remember we were all talking about it before the internet blew up with lore about Dark Souls, and we'd just be talking about like where we found certain items or a weird NPC. Or a secret boss fight, or a, a weapon that no one else knew about. Like there was a lot of cool. I won't be able to get that because the internet is so prevalent about everything now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really special. So I'd say Bloodborne's number three. It changed the formula. It's the coolest cosmic horror type game out there. It's a classic. Demon Souls is four. Just be or no, I'd put Dark Souls three ahead of Demon Souls. Mm-hmm. Dark Souls 3 is just really polished, Only because it, yeah. well done. Like it's it has just more mechanics. All the good stuff from like one and two, probably. Right? Uh, they took out a lot of stuff from two. They I, took I out a lot from two. Two has uh, got some things. Uh, three was just really polished, and it's just really fun to play. It's a good game to revisit, and it just I think because of they just fixed so many small hiccups with the other games that. It just feels the best to go back to of the original. But mm. it, it's very redundant. It's very been there, done that. Which is why, since then, they've like looked to do things like Sekiro. So I'm excited to see what they do next. Um, then I'd put Demon Souls for being the original, for being like the first, like the real first time that the entire industry was shocked at this random Japanese RPG. And I remember watching on the old IGN website in like 480p looking at the reveal CG trailer and like showing this to my friends who are like all getting hyped out about uh, they're all still on the oblivion craze. And I'm like, no, this mm-hmm. game, though. Yeah. And I then saw it, that, like the E3 trailer, too. And I was like, what game is this supposed to be? Because I was so confused. Like, I, what, what kind of I remember just being hyped as hell. And then just for like months watching everything that came out for it. And everyone was saying this looks like crap. Like it, like the graphics are bad. I don't get why you like it. And then it came out and it like just killed it at, rev- at the reviews. And everyone was kind of going like, Can oh. you imagine a world where if people didn't actually recognize Demon Souls as it was, we won't have this whole like Souls Hon- Honestly, they ever- did. That's why Dark Souls exists. No, I mean like they... I know they like put it down first, but what if they kept putting it down and never pl- actually played it? They just died out with Demon Souls. Then we'd have Kingsfield. Oh God! Their other series, <laughs> which Dark Souls is heavily based off of. All right, but Demon Souls I'm is going... great. But I actually didn't. I didn't properly finish it until after I beat Dark Souls Two. You actually went back to it. I went back to it because I I just had this like thing of. I've played up to a point, and I remember it being mm-hmm. super hard. And I went back to it, and I was like, "Wow, uh, this is not that hard." Like it was just all in my head. It's all in your head. There's a couple bullshit parts, but it's all in your head. And then in last place of that tier list, I'd put Dark Souls Two, which is still a good game. It's still fun. It's just way too long for its own good. Not a people like two, I think. Two feels weird in terms of how the world's connected, in terms of how enemies are placed. The boss fights feel very derivative or repetitive, or some feel really cheap. And it's just, it's not as interesting. 
you know what? I judge games based on their like soundtracks. <laughs> Two's got some good tracks. I compared to three. Three has so many good tracks. Yeah, one in one's classic, and then three has a bunch of killer tracks. Demon Souls actually has a couple really really good songs too. I I think if you like, I'm gonna say like the one thing I noticed about Sekiro. Well, that the soundtrack is very good, very Japanese traditional, mm-hmm. um, uh, instrument focused. The Genichiro fight, always like the soundtrack that plays during that fight, which is like one of the greatest boss tracks I heard from. You should yet. hear the final boss like, theme. Oh Jesus Christ! I love in it. a field full of um, flowers where a thunderstorm is happening. You know, I don't like I don't like the final boss of that game. <laughs> the final boss of that game is amazing. No, no, no! Like the fight is—I saw the fight. The fight. You still I, like who sure it is? Like how he came to be? I'm like, really? Like you're the final boss? I'm like, uh. I mean, it makes sense if you look at it from a lore perspective, but I won't spoil that here. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, Darren, here's the last question for you before we move on. Mm-hmm. The best waifu in front, uh, Soul series. <sighs> Emma, Emma has to be one at this point. Emma's. I don't know if she's one, but I do like her. I like her because she probably has the most character of any waifu. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll always Wait, who's have, your number one then? I'll always have a soft spot for the uh, the maiden the in black in Demon Souls. Oh yeah, the who original always, who always says the prayer every time when uh, you go to her. So the world may be mended. So the world may be mended. I like the doll a lot too. And I don't want that out of context. No. From Bloodborne. No, <laughs> no, no. no. I, I like how she's Nobody's just, a, I like no how she's just always pleasant. Oh, that's a pleasant doll. No, she's just always like, oh, hello, good hunter. Like, she's just always so nice to be around. Whereas a lot of the other characters just say the same things. Until you fight the person she's based off of. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's such a cool moment. I think that honestly adds a lot to like why I like the doll. Mm-hmm. That uh, Lady Maria boss fight. I mean, uh, frick, Priscilla is like the OG. Oh god, dude. <laughs> Priscilla is like the one that started that argument. What, the waifu argument? Yeah. Oh yeah. She's a waifu that you don't have to kill. Dragon half-breeds just gets brings all the boys to town. <laughs> But, uh, uh, funny story, because um, I'm playing this really. Well, you don't like gotcha games, but I'm, I'm playing this uh, Korean gotcha game called Epic Seven. Mm-hmm. And there's a character called Luna, and she's basically a Priscilla, like half dragon, half human. Oh, okay, I was gonna say like like there's so many Priscillas that come to my mind. The word. Oh, so, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you're relevant to the topic, so yes. Um. So she's a, like a part of like a. So there's a Korean server and a global server. For the game um and she used to be a part she was a banner for the korean server but she was never available for the global until recently because the community kept asking like where's her banner where's a banner and they finally released her as a banner along with the pity pity pull system where if you pull 120 times and if you don't get her they'll just give it to you for free the next pull mm-hmm. so te- um and guess what happened the the game became number one engrossing in the North American, like, uh, the uh, the Play Store charts for top engrossing. Just during people that pe- trying to pull her. 
Yes, that or to game jump from like number five, number five to number one. Yes, it Jesus. was ridiculous. That is the power of waifus. I yeah, like she's a prime example of like how people actually will for her. What's this game and called again? Epic Seven. I'm looking up what who this character is. Um, she has big old titty. <laughs> <laughs> Big old, uh, she has very good plot lines, very good plot devices. Like, God. I like her for the plot. Look at look at the plot. Just big old plot. Fuck, man. Anyway, but she, um, stat-wise, she's really good, too. She's like a nuker. That also does, like, defense buffs. Um, yeah, this is out of her. <laughs> this is out of her realm, so. But, yeah, just talking about Priscilla just made me think of that. Moving on. <laughs> All right, next next topic on the news, which Darren won't really care about. Um, Borderlands Three just got announced. Hooray! I'm actually really hyped, but Darren doesn't really not into Borderlands Three. Which here's is the thing. Sad. Here's the thing. How long ago did Borderlands Two come out? Two thousand somethings. But can you think of it? Like, what year it came out? Yeah. Like, how long has it been since there's been a numbered title in that series? I say it's been, like, almost almost a decade. I feel like it's... Honestly. I feel like we're, we've gotten very close to the point of a decade. Well, if you not consider the prequel, I guess. No one considers the prequel. I, I actually like the prequel. Really? <laughs> I don't know. I thought it has an interesting gimmicks, like the freeze thing. But the it's, just, it's just Borderlands 2. Uh, whatever, but go on. Because my point is, Your point. I would have cared about this like five years ago. Mm-hmm. I feel like now we're at the point where it's so far past, like like when the series was relevant. About Darren, what about Kingdom Hearts three? But that's a narrative based thing. Like, like that's a long standing thing, and it's also ch- tied to my nostalgia as a child. I mean, I'll give Randy pitch for the like credit. He actually released. He actually did something that Valve couldn't do. What's that? He left a USB with porn on it in a Castle Fun Park. Yes, Valve didn't do that. Wait, that actually happened, dude. Ah, not that you know. (laughs) Oh my god, you don't know about that? (laughs) The hell, really? Randy Pitchford, CEO of Gearbox Entertainment, left a USB with quote unquote underage orgasm porn on a Mm. USB with also sensitive information about the company and their titles at a medieval fun, at a a medieval fun park, like the restaurant, medieval fun times or whatever it's called. What a baller. And then later (laughs) someone found it, revealed some of the contents there. And apparently they paid him off with swag to return the thumb drive. And he was basically like, Hey, we should probably encrypt stuff like this, but he had poured on it because he personal USBs, but it had company stuff on it. You know, we can, we can rant about like video game, uh, designer figures. Cause yeah, he's a magician. But that's not my point. That's not my point. Anyway, go on. Oh, no, you already finished. My, my whole point was just, I feel like we're way <laughs> too far past the point, and now loot shooters are a dime a dozen. But this is Borderlands. But I need to see how it's changed from, like, if it's just Borderlands 2 again and better graphics, I'm so out. There's guns that have legs on it. 
But what does that even mean in terms of gameplay? Mobile turrets. Does it? Anyway, look, that's not my point. What is your <laughs> my point? point is, my point is that they just announced or they just hinted at, I think it's confirmed, that Borderlands 3 PC will be an Epic Store exclusive for the first six months and then it will be released on Steam. And people are freaking out about this. I mean, that's a, that's probably, of all the games they've announced, the biggest one. For that exclusivity. Like, do you... Let me, ask, let me ask you a question. Apex Legends isn't on Steam. It's on Origin. Fortnite isn't on Steam. But here's the difference. What's the difference? They are free-to-play games. People, okay. people view something like downloading a separate app as like a thing of, like they view that as a me as, as like a price of entry. Mm-hmm. I want to play Apex because all my friends are playing it. I'm willing to download Origin to play a free game, mm-hmm. but for a paid game, like a full priced eighty dollar game, that's a harder sell. And then there's also the extra hard sell of you're going to want to play it when it's out because that's when your friends are going to play it. Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, it's whatever. There's some sketchy shit with the Epic Store in regards to like, data privacy that got unveiled in uh, more recent news stories. But ultimately, I don't think it, it matters that much. Like if, if it upsets you that much, just speak with your wallet. Don't don't buy it. Don't buy it. But at the same time, I kind of get where people are coming from about it being sort of like a twist, a twist the knife. I'm just going like you can still play it. It's still accessible. Just get another program. Get another account. Like here's here's my rant about this. Um, as you said, like you know, uh, paying eighty bucks. For a different platform is a hard sell, but if you're gonna play with all your friends on there anyway, and they're gonna be on the same platform, like, is it gonna is it that much of a bother to buy it on different like different platform? It's, it's honestly, not like it's, it's just like the, the anno- gameplay isn't going to be different. No, it's just the, it's just the annoyance of having to set up a new account. Like I have to, to pay. Your I paid good good money to play Battlefield on Origin because I couldn't do it on Steam, and I don't really give a shit. I still played it and I had fun with it. I mean, and since my friends were on it, we still played together and still had the same experience as we would do on Steam. Yeah, I think the you only... play freaking games on Battle.net for like Overwatch and shit. Yeah, I don't know why this is a big deal. I think it's only a big deal because people want to make it a big deal, and that Steam for so long has been the platform. It's been the one place. So mm. I understand to a point, but at the end of the day. If it really bothers you, don't buy it. Wait wait for it to come to Steam. Show them with Steam sales that uh, these type of deals won't work. But otherwise, just shut up and play the game if you're going to play it anyway. Because all it is like, is an extra account. Is... It's not like you're locked out of playing it with other PC players. If you yeah. had a thing where you could only play with people on Epic Store and you couldn't play with... Like, if say they had it on Origin and Uplay and Steam and for some reason you fell on your head and bought it on Uplay... It would oh be. God, don't even talk about you. <laughs> it would be Ugh. a really bad circumstance. Mm-hmm. I honestly think my bigger issue is when I buy a game on Steam and it opens up a separate launcher for that publisher's titles. 
Ah, that's so if I own Rainbow Six on uh, Steam, it'll go through freaking Uplay, and I hate that. I hate that crap. Uplay. I hate that. I mean, if you buy on Steam for Borderlands 3, wouldn't it do the same thing for, like, it'll just load up the Epic Launcher I don't anyway? think it will for Borderlands 2. I think it's too late for that, but... Dude, that will be hilarious if it did. That would be brutal. Like, you need an Epic account to play and log on. Oh, my God, dude. But, like, this is... I mean, you and I have been gamers for how long now? I mean... Almost 20 years? 19? God, world. Had, but like I the point being is like six. we lived through so many console generation that this doesn't even phase us anymore. I mean, or I'm like, at, oh, I, we're at the they're releasing a different platform. How many whatever. systems do you own? Like modern systems like, yeah, that you, you have the choice to play on right now? Yeah, for this gender generation, including PC. This generation, yeah. Um, everything but Xbox. Yeah, so you have the option of three. Yeah. And it's just a matter of where your friends play. It's the same, but on PC, you don't have that separation of, oh, I can't play with my friends on Switch. So it doesn't really matter. This is such a non-issue. Mm-hmm. It's just a case of, right now, Epic is pushing. And honestly, Steam needs incentive to improve. And there's no better way through in, but innovation through competition. Mm-hmm. So it's whatever. I mean, like in my case, I'm so indifferent. I was probably not going to play Borderlands 3 anyway. Come on! I, I I just I just don't I just don't I gotta be I gotta do Come my speed on. run of Sekiro. Come on! I gotta perfect the run. Maya has longer hair now. What? <laughs> Maya has longer hair now. She's great. Oh my god! Anyway, um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, they also announced like there's possibility of cross-platform play. That's cool. Like, oh, well, I think this is only for Xbox and PC for now, but like... Because Sony doesn't want to play ball. <sighs> they're so Japanese about it. They're, <laughs> but it. they're not. Uh, but yeah, I think it's one of those things like... It's a hot topic or hot issue for like a week. And then when the game comes up, people will just got to buy it anyway. People are just upset because they've been buying things on Steam for like 10 years. And they'll probably figure out how to transfer like save files over from like the Epic thing to the Steam version. I mean, like it's it's whatever. Like I said, yeah. if you're if you're if you care enough to make a statement, just don't buy it. But you won't because you're a liar and you're two faced, and you're gonna play it with your friends at launch. Yeah, because also content creators need to make content for this. Of course, they're gonna buy it day one. Yeah. Or God forbid, just play it on console. I wouldn't play Sekiro on console. Tell you that much. Why not? That shit you runs play with at the pad 30. anyway, don't you? Yeah, but it it runs oh, yeah. way better on PC, and those loading times, whew, they're a lot quicker. Is it even um, the same performance on PS4 Pro? Do you? Know? I don't think so. Mm. It'd be better. Apparently, on a base PS4, the game's rough. Why did I get a Pro again? Because someone somewhere whispered sweet nothings into your ear about the Pro. Kingdom Hearts 3 at 60 FPS. It, is it? It doesn't yeah, feel it like is. it. <laughs> That's the only reason I got it. I'm like, ah. <laughs> and now you're done on with the base. It. Yeah, on the base PS4, I think it's you only get like 30 FPS. But here's the best part. Now you're already done with Kingdom Hearts 3, which makes a perfect segue. Oh, here we go. The past couple of months have been insane for game releases. Like Jesus Christ! We've I'm still had Resident Evil me, Remake. Oh two. my God! 
We had Ace Combat, Ace Combat Six, Seven, 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 Sleeperhead, which is super cool. Probably one of the cooler VR things. Get it when it's on sale, people, because it's gonna. It's a good game. Um, you can get struck by fucking lightning. It's you awesome. can dodge lightning. Uh, have you seen the you thing where the guy gets hit by lightning? Dude, I've I've and then played it. Lightning counter. Yeah, I've played lightning it. counter. There's a thing on Twitter where like the guy gets like hit by lightning and he loses control for a second. Yeah, and he just like escapes the cloud and he just hits a cliff. <laughs> like that stuff happens in the middle of a dogfight, but there's like super cool music playing. Ace Combat's dope. We had then like right after that we had Kingdom Hearts three, which was like everyone's obsession for two weeks. Fifteen years. It's been a long freaking and time. And then since yeah. then, what else did we just have before Sekiro? We had DMC5, of course. Devil May Cry 5. Did My Devil game of the May year 12. Devil May Cry 5 is so good. And now Bloody Palace is out. Yep. Since April 1st? 2nd. 1st. Yesterday. Yeah, 1st. I need to play that. I, oh my god. It's so good. That's a game. Which game That's do you want to gush about first? I mean... All of them, but Resident Evil, because I haven't played it yet. Me neither. I think the only thing we can talk about is like Kingdom Hearts 3 and uh, Devil May Cry 5. Yeah, because I've already talked about Sekiro at, at, ad nauseum. Oh, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I think what we can do is just keep each game to its own episode in the future. Cause Maybe. Apparently, we're reaching the hour point. Uh, but too much. there's been a lot of good shit coming out. And there's there's but, more on the way. Is there? We're about to What's enter a way? bit of a slow period. Because quarter one is always crazy. We're on a drought right now, to be honest. Well, Sekiro literally just dropped last week. Look, the game is dictated by how long it lasts on Twitch, and it's dead. Uh, it's all it's still like getting like 80k viewers on Twitch. By the time this episode goes up, you'll be dead. Like <laughs> like it there's been a crazy amount of people watching people play it, which is awesome. Especially a lot of like uh Korean and Japanese streamers. Oh yeah. Dude, it's all, there's so many like um female streamers trying to play Sekiro and I kind of went through them and they're always like just dying and getting frustrated. It's great. It's great. What more do you want? This is what I go on Twitch for. That's what I go on Twitch for. I'm going to get banned, aren't I? <laughs> Going on. <laughs> I just want to um, watch some but yeah, thoughts like, get pissed. Whoa. Says Andy. I don't know what's like on the horizon that's actually um, like the big title. Isn't there... I feel like there's... Like a, Borderlands 3. There's, there's, there's a big of. obvious one that I'm like... It's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't think of what it's called. And I feel like an idiot for not uh, not being able to say it. Hmm. What is coming out? Well, I, I guess like the Final Fantasy XIV expansion is coming out in July. I feel like Trails uh, of Cold Shadow Steel Bears. 3 is coming out to America. Oh, nobody cares about I, that. People care. People oh, yeah. care. They want to know people. what happens to the students of Thor's Military Academy. What? That's the school you go to. Thor's people? What? It's called Thor's Military Academy. Mm. A school within the empire, like the whole, duh! Like school life games. Hey, <laughs> it actually does it well. I was well, rolling my eyes yeah. going into it, but it actually does it well. And now, in like three, you're basically like not a student anymore. You're like a like a secret agent. The only thing I can think of right now is like Avengers is coming out, End Games coming out in like July. My favorite video game. Yes, but like I can't think of any games that's coming out within the, like a couple of months. 
that are war it's gonna be like huge it'll be it'll we'll probably see after e3 there's that freaking uh last of days oh that zombie game yeah yeah everyone's super excited right right yep the um la, la, last of days i thought it was days of our lives what it's not days of our lives <laughs> <laughs> Don't you remember in Days of Our Lives when the biker guy just shows up killing zombies? It's freaking great. The human drama of it all makes it the best soap opera of 2019. <laughs> Jeez. Is that the only game, seriously? That I can think of off the top of my head that's not a... Uh, that's not Led Trails of Cold Steel 3. Rage 2? That That is a video game. There's Persona Q2. Uh, coming out in June. Oh, yeah, but... 3DS represented. Freaking, I would love to talk about Persona with you, but you just refuse to beat it. I need to play more Sekiro. Like, what's there to talk about? No, just beat Persona 5 so we can talk about it, because Persona Royal Edition is going to come out soon. Well, not soon, but it's going to come out. And then it just got listed for Switch. All right, all right. We got Assassin's Creed remastered, like, coming out, like, right now. The original or the third? Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered. Oh man, the best Assassin's Creed. Yoshi's Crafted World came out. Totally under the radar. Oh man. Next. Uh, Nelke and the Legendary Alchemist Alteliers of the New World came out. And no one's talking about it. What the fuck? We are seriously in a drought right now, aren't we? Isn't there a Konami collection coming out? konami collection yeah for switch that's gonna come out with a castlevania contra stuff like that i have no clue dude all i know is like they just announced a sega uh the sega drive mini or like the the they did basically sega's genesis and that the games announced for it looks better than all the other ones announced for like uh, nintendo and like playstation here's one we're forgetting Mortal Kombat 11 comes out this month. All right. That's a big one. Holy. That does come out this month. Yeah. And we also forgot about Crackdown 3. Does it come with the Halo demo? (laughs) For their sake, I hope so. Otherwise, no one's going to buy it. Um, There's also supposed to be the new Sonic Team Racing. There's Crash Team Racing Mm. uh, Remake. Mm. Uh, Shenmue 3 is slated for this year not sure about that yeah, this one. year um, and apparently <clears throat> the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is like the other thing that sticks out to me oh Andy, seven also Andy, got, we're, seven idi- and Andy nine we're idiots we forgot about a huge one oh, hit me hit me uh, Fire Emblem huh the three Fire the three Emblem houses? comes out this year I I When's that, like Q3? Uh, I think it's just unannounced. It's just at some point this year. There's also the Luigi's Mansion 3. Wait, there's a new Luigi's Mansion? Uh, yes. What the hell? According to what the internet shows me. Uh... Dude, there's so m- there's so many things I want to talk to you about because you have these like opinions that I don't really care like agree with. <laughs> I want to talk to you about this because you have these opinions I don't care about. Thanks. And they're interesting. 
they're really interesting to me because they actually like have a different perspective on it. Like, I mean, that's just like, like any two people should. Like, I talked to you about like the Fire Emblem, like the what's it called, Three Houses? Yes. God, that's a dumb title. It is. I'm also so glad it's in a military high school. Like right up your alley, right? Yeah, right up my alley. It's just why I want out of my war game. And you think like I thought you'd be like really pseudo somewhat excited for that, but you actually I aren't. I actually excited feel for it. nothing looking at it, which is sad. I really wanted them to stop character creation and just have proper stories, but they are they're they're just gonna go in the same direction. People know what sells, man. They do. They want waifus. That you know that statistics from the the Super Seven. Your your gotcha game. Epic Seven. The Super Seven. Epic. Epic. The Fantastic uh, Seven. They're gonna like push for that direction of waifus sell games. Also, there's Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which I'm actually pretty excited oh, about. Oh yeah, there you, there you go. I need That's some good old promise. Metroidvania in my life. There's also a new Wolfenstein game coming out. Like an actual like proper sequel. Uh, Catherine Full Body is coming out at some point. Oh God, dude! When that game comes out, Twitter's is gonna explode. You know what? Super Mario Maker Two is coming out. There you go. Oh no, that's on the Switch, isn't it? It is on the Switch. How astute of you! Touchscreen. Oh, even though it was touchscreen on the Wii U and the yeah. DS, I guess. But eh, my point still stands. And we get the Joker update for Smash in April. We're gonna hopefully we should be getting a lot of updates for Smash this year. I'd imagine all who the you, seasons past people would come out. Who do you want for Smash? Ugh. People are like talking about having Master Chief in there. Do you know who I want? This is gonna be the no. most me pick ever. But I Apple. want Lloyd from Tales Symphonia in uh in the game. The dual swords guy? Yeah. He was in originally Nintendo exclusive title. He was on it was on the GameCube. He has a easily transferable moveset because in the Tails games you hold a direction and press B to do different moves. So but why would you put works. him when you can put Yuri in the game? Because I mean if they could swing Yuri Conversation I, over. I like I Yuri won. more. I hey, I like Yuri more. <laughs> but the child in me I wants won. to see Lloyd Irving because that Tales Symphonia made me so jealous as a kid when all my friends had GameCubes. And I'd have to go to my friend's house to play that. Right? And I couldn't play it on my PS2. <laughs> I mean, now you can with your PC ports. Ugh. It's based off the <laughs> PS2 version, though. We don't talk about those. 30 FPS. Isn't he an assist trophy? No, you're thinking of Isaac from Golden Sun. That is a game that you remake for the love of God. It but is a I game they just let me play on the Switch on that frickin' virtual console. Oh, Nintendo, dude, they would sell a lot more Switch if they bring like Game Boy Advance games to. If they could Switch. figure out like virtual console releases, like the way they trickle out releases right now, and the way they did it for the Wii U, pissed me off to no end. Because the I Wii, so the bad. Wii did giant batches. But eventually it got to the point where you could have most of the catalog there. Like you get Chrono Trigger, you could get like the Donkey Kong Country games, you could get everything you wanted. They'd say get Genesis, they had Turbo Graphics games. You could freaking get Yeez on the Wii eShop. The hell's a Yeez? The YS games? Yeez. 
the Y apostrophe S games. <laughs> not apostrophe. It's just Y S. Oh, it's called Yeast? Yeah. Wise. No. <laughs> the but like wise. those, you could get you could get the original Turbo Graphic. You could get Rondo of Blood for the Turbo Graphic sixteen ah, on the Wii Shop. Like, like I don't know what's like pre- preventing them actually releasing these. I'm like, sure it's their own. I'm sure there's games, licensing right? stuff because a lot of it's third party too. But for the very least, I, I I would expect they have their Super Nintendo catalog sorted out. Their like the, the, the Nintendo exclusive stuff. Like they should have that easily like, port solved. Damn Zelda's over already. Yeah, I I want to play all the Zeldas on the Switch. Like, come on, let me play Links to the Past and Minish Cap. And let me play the stupid Oracle of Season Ages. Like. Come on. Yeah. I mean, it's just a weird thing. Like, if they... I guess it is a licensing issue because of what I want them to, like... To bring the damn Game Boy, like, advanced Mega Man games over. Like, bring the Zero Collection over to Switch. And then, like, bring the Battle Networks. But I'm pretty sure Capcom's like, no, no, no. I mean, if if, if Capcom were smart, they would release that as a collection. I mean, they've been smart... Up till now, because they all the games they've released were like getting su- high scores and like a lot of sale numbers. Yeah, the Capcom's been on fire lately, but uh, but I'd say they, they would be, they would be better served to do a collection re-release than let Nintendo do it. If only Street Fighter. Well, I, Street Fighter is good now compared is it? to its release, but is it? it is. Yes, be, it's bearable. be honest with yourself. People are pseudo enjoying it now. Are you enjoying of. it though? No, because I don't... Do you have a craving to turn on the game and play it? No. Then there's your problem. But then again, I am busy pulling for my wife. But if I said, Andy, let's play Guilty Gear right now, you'd probably think about it. Because my wife was in it. There you go. (laughs) There you go. There's the problem, Capcom. Uh, So make a Darkstalkers game. See... It's not about accessibility or anything like that. It's just that the games don't have waifus. You know what? If it did, people will not complain about it. For Sekiro... If if they made Emma playable, maybe people oh fuck, solve I would people's play that so bad, <laughs> dude. If Kuro was a girl, <laughs> what? This became like a kun- Kunoichi game and not a Shino like Kunoichi game. Oh my god, that we're done. Imagine? We're done. Oh my god, no, dude. I want a proper Kunoichi game. Oh my Shit. god, I would play the hell out of that. You game. got a proper Tenchu game. What do you want? This is this is your Tenchu game. That's what I'm saying. Not you just got a Tenchu game. Like, appreciate it. Give me a female lead character, please. <laughs> anyway. All right, we're reaching the hour mark. I think that's good enough for a pilot, to be honest. Like, We've hit our goal. You know, pe- people say that your pilot episode is the worst, and this episode has been the worst. But you know what? I can live with that. It's all about warming up to it. So the proper plan right now is um, we're going to make this a weekly release, once a week kind of deal. Um, we're probably going to be talking about video games mostly. But Darren and I are also into TCG, mainly Pokemon. And I thought, you know, the next set release, which is in May, mm-hmm. you know, when that comes out, we can also discuss, like, just have an episode where we just discuss, like, you know, Theorycraft, which card will be really good, which card is really bad. But half the time, I'm right, I'm wrong, and Darren's right, so that'll be a fun debate. I also think it could um, be a good uh, point to talk about, like, kind of getting into a TCG. Like, it's a more spe- general uh, discussion, I too. I agree. Because out of the, all the, like, the big TCG, I think Pokemon has the lowest lowest barrier of entry. For sure. Compared to, like, the other ones. 
because uh, Magic's Magic. I actually want to get into Magic, but like I heard, like play arena then the most expensive out of the three, the main three, whichever you consider the main three. And Yu-Gi-Oh is too hard for me, man. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh is too much. Too hard. It's too much. But and we I... should end things here, and maybe we should preface the 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 starting saying what this is. Saying once a week. What this is? No, you're just saying okay. like, hey, we're gonna do this. This is our plan. And you're saying this now at the end. You know, this is a pilot. Once we actually release episode one, I'll do a proper thing then. There you, you know? go. <laughs> Um, so I'm, I'm aiming to be just to be like a um, every Wednesday release or every Thursday, probably every Thursday because we'll be recording on Wednesday. So first thing, thir- every weekly Thursday podcast, still unnamed. I'll figure that out later. We'll have and, it sorted out by episode two, but we hope you enjoyed it and that you'll join us each week. And aside from that, we have more or at least I have plans to start streaming and make content for a future uh, planned YouTube channel. So you can look forward to that. And also, I hope in the future that Darren can also, you know, start remaking content for Gaming Pilgrimage. Me too. You know, earlier today, I uh, opened a long-abandoned Google Doc script. What was that, Darren? Um, I, it, had, it started with an N. That's not how you sell Shinemogami Tensei. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when are you going to finish the retrospective? Hopefully before I die. Oh, God. And there's your ending point. All right. Thank you for listening, and we'll hopefully see you next week. Yeah.